Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up? Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, uh, and this week, boy, we just, this is maybe the most up and down of an episode we've had in a long time, where I'm like cheering one second and then groaning like literally ten seconds later, so I'm really excited to talk about it. Um, I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Hello, it is me. And we've got Emily. Hey, I'm Emily, and I'm fat, and I'm totally chill about it, and I'm still hot. Hell yes. And we've <laughs> got uh, we've got Matt. I bet that one guy who doesn't think I'm funny was like, yes, they finally got to my favorite episode of Power Rangers Turbo. <laughs> I've been waiting like three I'm... years for it, and it finally... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. This Matt, is nobody's uh, favorite episode. I actually... Um, <laughs> So, so fun fact, I tend to go back and uh, revisit our older episodes as uh, as uh, listener replace with why tends to go through them and post responses to them. And and they're way behind at this point. So I'm just like, oh, I remember that episode. Let me give it a re-listen. And today, I listened to the last episode you were on. And uh-huh. you also started by being like, hey, that one guy, fuck you. I'm I, back. I fucking Matt, I'm do, so, do, you have a, I'm, do you have a complex about that guy? No, I don't. It's just so funny. Like, here's the thing, right? Mm -hmm. That one dude has given me, like, more happiness and enjoyment (laughs) than, like, all the compliments I have ever received due to this podcast combined. We also do get, like, a fairly regular number of people who are like, I hope Matt comes back at some point. So it's like, it's just that one guy. Yeah, I appreciate them, but they're not as funny is the problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing is we've actually been getting emails, like, asking where you've been, so... You know what else is wild, Matt? The last episode you were on was about a ballet. Oh my fucking god, you're right. What the fuck? Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, that's a little Wait, odd. What episode was that? Uh, it was the the Midas episode where everything gets turned to gold. And yeah. uh, 
and Kat was setting up a ballet, which actually is weird oh, yeah, because... yeah, she was, like, teaching it. Right, because <clears throat> in this episode, they pretend like she's new to ballet, which is weird, so... Well, no, they don't pretend that she's new, like, the bully insists that oh, she's I new. Oh, I guess that's true, yeah, fair, fair. Uh, so anyway, before we do talk about the episode, I have a couple um, talking about things to talk about. Um, now, hold on, that's not the name of the segment anymore. You have to write it down and send it to me again if you want me to say it, because okay, I don't remember it. I'll second. do it if you want. Isn't that I just, just your version of a segment, Michael? Nope, it's, nope, I'm putting my foot down. Okay, I have <sighs> some, I have some turb, turbor fact newsionimal. <laughs> turbor? What the fuck are they making you say? <laughs> <laughs> Turbor fact nuseomnimal. So that's turbo, morphin, and zeo combined. Is that the idea? Uh, yeah. Well, th- okay. the thing is, it's an amalgamation we've been gradually building over the years because, like, fact is in there, news is in there. Uh, per- more phenomenal perfect. was the Great. original base for it. The end turned yes. into animal at some point. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. It's fine. Anyway, I've got a couple. Funny! Uh, the first one I've got is. Uh, I have a fun story. Uh, we we reported, boy, that is a lofty word for what we do. We mentioned previously that um, both Shout Factory and Toei were launching streaming ways to watch uh, Sentai stuff at, at the same time, sort of. Well, uh, yesterday, as of our recording, so uh, April 5th, uh, the Toei YouTube channel that was supposed to have a ton of cool, uh, fucking Sentai on it for you to watch. Not literally everything, but like a lot of stuff launched and, uh, it broke bad immediately <laughs> because. Yeah, well, it, it broke twice over. First was in kind of an expected way, but it was a way that Toei didn't really make clear going into it. And it's that a lot of the Toku shows that they put up there are locked in the United States because well, or because of previous like licensing agreements. Like no, no, the, no. The show. Well, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. Okay. But like the the show that Big Bad Beetleborgs is based on isn't in there. Uh, like uh, there's there's just a couple other examples of that. But the way that it really broke is Toei has a long history of being the copyright claimingest company on YouTube. Yeah, we've mentioned it before, specifically like, uh, the reason that, uh, that, uh, Linkara's history of Power Rangers kept being taken down were copyright strikes from Toei, which it was Power Rangers footage, but he yeah, couldn't Saban prove it because he was talking to do with any of that. It. Disney didn't yeah. even have anything to do with that. It was just, it's Toei. So they are yeah. ruthless. Um, and that shit's automated is the thing. Yep. Cause YouTube. <laughs> And uh, they uploaded their videos and almost immediately got five billion copyright strikes from their own company, and the channel went down. <laughs> yep, yep. That they is took the, fucking hilarious. They took the whole channel down because it got so many copyright strikes from them that they, it broke, and they had to take the whole thing down. Yeah, they did get it sorted out and put back up a couple hours later, but still, holy shit. Uh, speaking of holy shit, I do want to say one thing. I do want to give a little... A little quick review of one episode of one of the uh, tokusatsus that were put up there because it's okay. the first. It's the first two episodes of a bunch of really old shows, most of it from the seventies and eighties. Um, if you've been online and following any of those like Toku gifs Twitter or the like Toku out of context Twitter, 
You've probably seen some really crazy shit involving a dude in a cowboy hat. Yes. And that is that is uh, Keikatsu Zubat. And that's one of the shows that's up. Like and the, the thing is, based on the fact that all of those clips were taken out of context and were de- deliberately like plugged out and like posted onto social media to seem like, hey, look at this wacky thing that's going on. And I would have assumed... That, you know, because I'm seeing all these clips out of context and because it's a different culture and because it's an old show, you know, like maybe it's not really as weird as those clips made it seem. And uh-huh. then I started watching it. It is. It is exactly like that. <laughs> it is the most bonkers show I've ever witnessed. Perfect. Uh, Emily, yes, like the Pokemon. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad someone hurt me. <laughs> uh so yeah, I mean you should go check that out. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun, especially if you're stuck inside, like most people. Um, but the other thing I want to mention is, and this was forwarded to me by our buddy Vic Perfecto on Twitter. And I'm going to give credit to the the, the tweeter uh, Jake Nelson MN on Twitter, um, who dug up a bunch of copyright claims uh, in in sort of relation to this because. There was some question about why certain things were getting uh, black blacked out in the U.S. on that channel. Um, and guess guess what? Hasbro owns Battleborg or sorry, Beetleborgs and VR Troopers now, uh, and they are live trademarks. So not to say that they're for sure going to make some stuff with it, but they have updated the trademarks on those properties. Uh, when they bought them and, and now they've got live trademarks. Uh, this also shows that, uh, Masked Rider and Mythic, Mystic Knights of Tirnanog were bought back from, uh, were also bought by Hasbro, but those are dead, uh, uh, dead copyrights. Um, that, that makes sense because, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna jump on that Magic Knights of Tirnanog, Mystical Knights of, of Tirnanog. Yeah, but like the, the thing, <laughs> it makes sense that Beetleborgs of VR Troopers are still active because those have been still contracted out to Netflix. Like before Hasbro yeah. bought them, Saban was using them to make money in some capacity. So I also think there's a little bit of nostalgia for those things, so you yeah, can maybe make like a couple toys from oh. them if you wanted to. Also, uh, we should we should issue a bit of a correction. You done goofed it, because uh, oh. I wasn't here. I wasn't here for it. But uh, Zach, you were talking about uh, was it Pluto.tv? Yeah, did I say uh, some dumb shit. <laughs> uh, well, you said they were a subscription service when they had uh, the the Common Writer and stuff like that. It's free. Uh-huh. Oh, I, okay. I didn't yeah, know it's, that. It's ad My supported. Bad. Yeah, you don't you don't okay. need a subscription to to watch it. Cool. Uh, it's on it's on it's on Tube Tubi.tv Also has Common Writer still. I think. Uh, Shout Factory put it up on a couple of places. Oh, um, sweet. But yeah, okay. most of them are for free. Yeah, there you go. There's ways to watch Common Rider legally now, which is wild. Uh, but yeah, very cool. Uh, the other if thing you're in I the wanted- states, at least, because yes. I, I can't see it. True. In, in uh, Canada. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Region mm. locked. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention very quick uh, is it's not something I'm going to go into hugely, but. Uh, earlier today, Paul Schreier uploaded something to his YouTube channel, uh, which is him pretending to give a news, uh, um, a newscast from Angel Grove as Paul Schreier, not as Bulk, which is, <laughs> which is weird. 
Um, but it's basically him talking about uh, how the coronavirus sucks, which is weird. It's very it's meant to be uplifting, but it's also kind of weird because it's like, you know, he's basically like we, you know, Angel Grove has survived terrible things and we can do it. And it's like, I get where you're coming from, but like, that's a weird thing to do. It's, it's, uh, it's just, he's, it's, he's probably a little stir crazy, you know, he's like locked sure. up in his house. He's like, ah, it's going to be also, it's, it's a, it's a bandwagon that a lot of very bored celebrities have been jumping on lately. It's sure. just, yeah. Let's just make a video of some kind. Fuck it. I've got nothing better to do. Jason uh, Harvey is also in it, by the way. And it, yeah. it's pretty Aww. fun. I do. Uh, take a look. Yeah. I, I do like how we're throwing stones at him for doing that when I, we're currently here doing I'm, this. It's yeah. I'm not meaning to throw stones. It's just I was like, is it cool to compare the actual virus to a fun kids show? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's, it's, do whatever you got to It's probably fine. It's yeah. probably fine. I do like the idea that uh, this notion that in the canon, Jason Narvey and Paul Schreier are separate, bespoke, actual people from Bulk and Skull yeah. within the fiction. Like, it's some last action hero shit. I do like that, yes. I that- really want Paul Schreier and Bulk to meet and to just be like, <laughs> I, I just imagine like, wow, he looks just like Bulk. And then, someone, and then they'll be like, no, we don't. What? It's, <laughs> except, like, it's Bulk you as know, he was in the show then and Paul Schreier as he is now. <laughs> it's some fucking Sonic Generation shit. I, mean, I don't know how we could do that, CG, I guess, but who's oh, going to yeah, do that, that, that with happens the money? With, yeah. That, Remix him and I, man, but with uh, Paul Schreier. Him and I, man, with fucking bulk. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be careful, though. Dude. Don't don't let Paul Schreier touch bulk with a fucking time cop into each other. True. Now, I have one more segment we have to do before we start the episode. Matt... Yes. Owl facts with Matt. I know owl facts. Do you have any owl facts for me today? I do. I do. I do have some <laughs> owl facts. So, Fuck yeah. F- five owl facts. All right. Here we okay, go. Good. All number right, one. Off. Number one. The Blakeston's fish owl is the largest owl in the world. Wow. Number two. Owls can fly really fast when they want to. <laughs> Number three, owls can kill, and they will do so without remorse. <laughs> Number four, shoestrings can be tied together and used to form an improvised net that you can use to catch owls in desperate situations. Don't do that! <laughs> and number five, ma- owl crimes cannot be judged by man or god. They can only be judged <laughs> in the court of beasts. <laughs> Oh, those, God. Are, those are your owl facts for the day. Thank Fantastic. You, those are some good owl facts. <laughs> have, have any of y'all taken the bait and watched Cats yet? No. Uh, yeah, I did. I totally did. There's a line in the song where they're introducing the bad cat where they mention that he's broken, quote, every human law. Which is <laughs> fucking wild to imagine because it, it, Idris Elba's persona gets sent to the fucking hag or whatever the fuck. The thing, it, it's, 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 it's great because you could take it in two directions. You could go into him having done some really heinous shit, like just war crimes. Or alternatively, you can go really mundane and be like, yeah, he just did tax fraud. 
No, he did like, every single one is the he thing. He did all though. of them. He did all he did, of them. He did war one. crimes and tax fraud and jaywalking and, and murder and <laughs> adultery. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. He would have had to have done all of those things in multiple courts and like international law coverages as well. Yeah. So he committed like multiple war crimes. But, but the thing <laughs> is, as Matt just pointed out, he can't be judged by human laws, only the Court of Beasts, so he's fine. Yeah. You well, can't well, do anything okay, to him. Okay, so I imagine that's true, but to set the record straight, I can only I can only talk about owls. <laughs> I assume the same sort of laws apply to cats, but I'm not positive. I need to check. I hope someone started watching or listening between last time you were on and now, and it's just like, what the fuck? Someone's just really into Turbo and was like, finally, someone's talking about my favorite season. No one else in the fandom's talking about it. That pleases Punch, because oh they just got some God. owl facts that they didn't yeah, know they were going to get. Yeah. They're like, wow, know. Turbo and owl facts? Best podcast ever. How many shoestrings? <laughs> uh, depends on the size of the owl. Okay, fair. Good that's point. That's another bonus fact for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, that's we'll so, call that fact 5.5. Good. This is episode Actually, Zach, 11. I'm kind of surprised you didn't have one more particular question for Matt. Because oh, he hasn't well, been around okay. a while. Fair. Hey, Matt, have any Power Rangers related things happened to you since the last time you were on? You see, it's hilarious because the answer is actually yes. This I know time. <laughs> it's yes, which is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's fucking wild, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I got super into Battle for the Grid. That game's awesome. It's a good fucking video. It's a game. really it's a good, good game. video game. Like, it's it ridiculous was, how solid of a fighter it is. It is. It <laughs> was fucking garbage at launch, though. Oh my god, that game was terrible at launch. Jesus it, Christ! It was really. I know why they did it, but they shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should have. Now, cre- now, credit to them. They put in some fucking work, and that game's really good now. Yeah, but, it's a blast. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's that, that really fun. You just told me that it has uh, crossplay between all platforms, which I didn't know was a thing for any video games, but I guess yep. it's that and, like, Fortnite. <laughs> that, it. Fortnite, Rocket League, um, oh, right, I, think Rocket there are, League. I think there are a few others, but yeah, Power Rangers, way ahead of the game on that. Very cool. That I can, really I can tell you that uh, Final Fantasy XIV has cross-play between PC and PS4, because that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's me another and Emily one. made great use of that when her computer died for a while. Yeah, good. I had to play on the console, and like it kind of it kind of was rough, because I went from keyboard and mouse to like a controller with limited buttons but i got through it <laughs> matt do you do you have a main team or, or at least one or two favorites yet uh um i definitely have two favorites i really like tommy i really like you donna um this isn't a coincidence both of them tend to be very linear characters with very straightforward game plans who get a lot of damage out of random hits from anywhere because yeah. why use your brain and set up a complicated game plan when you can go boonga bonga, me smash, and just 50-50 the fuck out of people all day? I love Tommy's weird dive move that he never... Oh, like so good. His dive kick, but not a dive kick, because it's not what's, a kick. <laughs> right. What's so interesting is that, like, um, a lot of the moves in that game, and it's the same developer that did the mobile fighting game, which had this as well... A, a lot of the moves are like things that that character literally did once in the 
in the show ever, like a specific looking punch. And then they transferred it over to the fighting game. I don't fucking think Tommy ever did that weird, like, dive step. (laughs) Okay, he he, he probably did at least one time. I mean, speaking of shit that he does, like, I'm really happy that the roundhouse kicks are in there. I was so happy. I'm I'm really glad. Oh, God. Oh, I was going to say, I'm really glad that they got fucking Tommy's stupid karate yells. Yeah, like Jason is ranking that, and like, he actually is pretty good voice acting in his story mode, considering his acting in this, but... It's weird, because, like, I... I guess he, like, you know, he learned stuff. You know, it's been a while. I mean, he can Mm. pretend to be Tommy Oliver in his sleep, and probably frequently does. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Like, the the very end of the game is Tommy talking to Tommy, which is fun. Wonderful. Jason David Frank talking to Jason David Frank. (laughs) It's like the beginning of the third uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but worse. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but like what I was gonna say is like if you're making a Power Rangers game and you don't have Tommy doing roundhouse kicks, you have fucked up on a level that will anger the gods. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Court of Beasts is coming after you. I didn't know they had Austin St. John in there too, which I thought was pretty yep, cool. Yep, I, I've yep, also yep. recently started playing it, listeners, because it came on Game Pass, and I've just been like, I, think- I played that a lot of today. Actually, I played the entire story mode by myself. Obviously, and then I played through arcade mode like four times, and then I played uh, versus matches with my brother for like an hour. It was nice. really fun. Cool. <laughs> well, there you go. You should play that yeah. game if you haven't. It's, yet. it's really fun. yeah, and if you have yeah. like Game Pass, like do yeah, it, yeah. download Pass, it, yeah. like and if and if you like it, there's like a bit of a sale going on with like some of the DLC and stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah. I know on uh, Steam as of recording today, uh, late. Um, uh, April the 6th, uh, the game is on sale like 40 or 50% off on Steam right now. Yeah. Uh, well, very when much when does the sale end? Um, that's a great question. So we can just look I at like when this episode goes up and just be I, like... I don't know. I think it's like a week from now, but okay, don't... Well, okay, we so can yeah. tweet it out or something. No, probably but, yeah, um, but yeah, like you mentioned the crossplay is really cool, but not only that, but like I'm not sure. I don't think every Xbox game does this, but my saves are the same for PC and Xbox. Like I've switched between the oh, consoles. Yeah, and not like, all of them, but that's cool. Yeah, that's re- it's really cool because like I yeah I came in and I'm like oh I get all my arcade modes and shit are done like the same as my um, uh, Xbox. And then I went over to Xbox. It was like you're already playing us on PC, and I'm like okay, but just switch it over <laughs> and it worked. Yeah, like so. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, we. Cool. I imagine we can probably do like a bonus episode on that game because there's oh, more than enough to talk I'd be about. Into that, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We could also like yeah. do a stream where we fight each other. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um. So Maverick this kicks my ass. <laughs> is, this is episode eleven of season one of Power Rangers Turbo. Wait and see. W e i g h t. Uh and. This so we start. Uh, I, you know what's bullshit is that the C isn't S E A because they're trying to raise the water level. That is That's true. A good point, actually. Yeah, it should be a double pun. Uh, so I mean, what are we here for if not to fucking workshop two decade old <laughs> episodes of tel- children's television? Yes, <laughs> Power Rangers Turbo so we Riders, start down you shitty the, fucking uh, submarine. <laughs> Wait, what about a submarine? So we, yeah, we start in the submarine, and uh, we've got uh, Elgar and Rygog arguing over uh, which way to turn so they don't hit something, which, in terms of 
uh, stupid arguments is way up there. Uh, Porto's trying to get them to just do something. Also, uh, like, why are they moving at all? Like, why are they just, like, staying still in the in the lake of Angel Grove? Good question. Yeah, but <laughs> also, uh, we get a bit of information here, a bit of the deep lore, haha, deep, uh, that I don't think we had before. Because I don't think we specifically knew Rygog's role in the crew before, and apparently he's the navigator? I thought well, he I was, like, so. her, her, like... Her, like best mate or something in the first in the he first does. episode they specifically say what they're everyone's gonna do don't they well they he do, also yeah. like shoots the missiles and stuff so he might just be there like the the guy what does things other that's not because elgar is I mean, there's a, only three people on this ship yeah. besides the main the captain so true it's true <laughs> um so uh elgar says that that Dutox put him in charge uh, why she would do that when she has explicitly wished for his death multiple times, I don't know. So she's uh, also why she would do that him. when it turns out she's just like five she's feet like to the side. off camera slightly, yeah, I don't know. Was she like getting dressed when she enters the scene? She like pulls her shirt down and stuff. Is she, maybe she, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's taking a nap. Okay, well, my headcanon is that she was hungover, and that's why she, she'd be like, oh, Rygog, just fucking... Uh, j- just Elgar man the ship. I don't fucking care. Now, Diva Tox <laughs> is a space pirate. Does that mean she drinks space rum? Yes. I'm gonna okay. go yeah. Space swill, actually. Space swill? Yeah, you know swill? It's like rum and water mixed together. Uh-huh. <laughs> space grog, maybe. Space grog, maybe that's what, maybe that's what it is. Grog is what's water and... I don't. I, like, I made a, I made a D and D character who was a pirate once, and I looked all this shit up, and I don't remember now. <laughs> fair enough. So uh, I was thinking maybe it's a space rolling rock because this angry rant she goes rock. off of here, and especially the faces she makes, she gives like it's it has some extreme angry video game nerd energy to it. Oh, so she's like mad. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> she does. She. She's doing a lot of hips and fists acting, like she's wiggling around a lot because she's so upset. And what's very funny about this to me is that she's like, so they they have run into the fucking Angel Grove Cliff, which I guess is like they ran into the wall of the ocean because that's how bad of a job they did. Mm. Um, <laughs> and what she takes away from this is. Boy, I sure do hate the Power Rangers, which seems like the wrong lesson to learn from this problem to me. Like, <laughs> why? Why is that what well, you're Well, she's got to make content, even though the, this whole Power Rangers situation, more like Power Rangers shit from a fuck. Am I right? <laughs> you know, God just, damn it. I'm hating this. <laughs> uh, so I'm sorry she, she just did this thing where, like, she... Her, her pout at the end of it, she sticks, like, her no, lower I, jaw I, just I, way I out. It just... But, like, the fact that we're still going with this, I just hope <laughs> we don't do it the whole episode is all this is this This is the second <laughs> This is the second YouTuber we've mentioned in, in recently on the show, so we should stop doing that. Uh, so, we we cut Wait, to... Wait, are YouTubers forbidden? You, uh, you must not well, talk of the... Don't talk yes. of the forbidden content. The forbidden content. I feel uh, like Angry Video Game Nerd is just such a pop culture mainstay that you could mention them at I least. Don't, I don't like, think I've ever seen any video angry video game nerd. I oh, also really shit. The that only show's thing, funny as fuck. The only thing I've seen from him is I did see like an op-ed he wrote somewhere for a website that was like 
boy, I'm sorry I created YouTube essays, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I it's, thought it's, was... It's so surreal going back to that dude's like, and I swear we'll get off the angry video game nerd tangent very <laughs> shortly, listener. But it's so weird going back, and even in that guy's like earliest early interviews, he's like confused that people are like emulating him one to one. He's like, the entire point is that I play these old shitty games that no one's ever even heard of. And I do, like, this stupid joke with, like, this guy who's an asshole, where I pretend to be this guy who's an asshole, and he's like, don't play this terrible, shitty video game you've never heard of ever and don't have access to. And then, like, but then people thought I was being serious, apparently, <laughs> which I wasn't. Uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, he does have a level of self-awareness I don't attribute to most YouTubers, which I appreciate. So there you go. Here's our yeah. review of another human. Uh, moving on. God. Uh, Do we have any we, other humans we want to review while we're at it? You know, well, I don't I, like I th- that I Donald think... Trump very much. Oh, you see, I was going to go with, I'm going to review Boris Johnson. He's dying. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was uh, going to say, um, I, I think that Michael is a very kind, generous, aw. nice human being. I give him a 10 out of 10. Oh, good score. Uh, so, this is, uh, we open, or so then we cut to the uh, ballet recital. Uh, we got some Nutcracker music playing, and Kat is dancing with some other uh, ball- ballerinas. Yep. Um, Listen, if, if you want a ballet that kids will recognize, and you don't have to pay any money for the rights to, you gotta go with the Nutcracker. It's this or Swan Lake, and it's usually the Nutcracker. That's kind Listen of the to, two. Uh, didn't wasn't there like a recent like Disney movie that was like? Yes, there was. It was the, the something in the 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 Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Question. Yeah, mark? they tried to turn the Nutcracker to a fantasy epic or oh, something. Yeah. Did anyone watch that it, movie? It and I'm, I'm not just asking anybody here. Hard. Did anyone on Earth watch that movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So the thing that was kind of cool about that that I remember from the trailers is that like it it was like obvious sets like they made it look like a produ- a play basically which I thought was kind of cool um but no no fu- no fucking nobody watched that uh it it made wow I'm kinda are curious you curious about it now the Wikipedia says it made uh 174 million dollars off a 150 million dollar budget which is like turning a profit, but I think in terms of Disney, that's like not what they're looking for. So I don't know. I'm surprised it made that much money. I don't know. Yeah, anyone I'm surprised who saw it, it made back its budget. Period. Like, <laughs> fuck. Uh, anyway, so There's some nutcracker heads out there who were like, Morgan, oh, I gotta see Morgan this. Freeman I guess. and Helen Mirren are in that movie. Okay, sure. In fairness, it, Morgan Freeman and Helen Mirren will be in anything. True, accurate. Uh, we. The the dance ends and um Kat compliments uh one of the other dancers whose name is hold on Myrtle. 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 Uh whose name is Myrtle, which is how you know she's bad or old, one or the other. So <laughs> Myrtle is both, a classic Power Rangers one off bully who's incredibly shitty, will be mean to one of our Rangers in the first scene she's in, and then won't show up again until the very end of the episode where she gets a comeuppance of some kind. Uh, this You've is seen a, it like 500 times. 
This is a revival period for bullies because we had Warren a couple episodes ago to bully oh, Justin. Oh, Warren, he was a uh, treat. <laughs> and now we have uh, we have this lady who I think sucks a lot more. She's oh, yeah. really mean. Uh, oh, she's the worst, and like she's so obviously the worst that it makes this whole like subplot even like dumber than it could have been, and it already was really yeah. dumb. Because, so, like, clearly she's a bitch, and, like, he, she catching it be listening to a word she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, to, to, to cut a long story short, this incredibly French uh, ballet, like, person who's setting oh, up the... This, the this ba- incredibly ballet. fake French. This, incredibly this fake fucking, French. This fucking mm. ballet teacher, I heard <laughs> the accent, and I just, like, bit my lip and clamped my fucking <laughs> fingers into my thighs. And I was like, they told me not to make fun of other people's accents that one time, and I felt like a real dick for doing it. I'm not going to do it again. Well, if it makes you feel better, this is an obviously fake accent, yeah, it's so it's like, fine. I mean, they make, you can make fun of a fake accent, I think. But she's like, she's like, Casarine. Yeah, it's real goofy. Yeah. Uh, so she compliments Myrtle and says, you did great. And she's like, yes, well, auditioning is just a formality. I'm the best, and ha 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 ha. I got, I got the lead role in the last three ballets. This is also, it's funny because that lady looks like a, like a, a, the build of an actual ballerina, which is very, very small. Myrtle, Uh, yeah. And Kat, you forget, is like actually an athlete and is, is like, she's not big, but she is much larger than this other lady. And I was just like, okay, got it. So she's athletic, but she's still like, she's still thin as hell. Oh, hell yes. I mean, mm -hmm. this is a stupid plot, but she is physically larger. Uh, Pretty much to, to make it to make it short, like Michael was trying to do. Oh, is sorry. She's like, she's like, Cat, you're fat. Yes, and then I mean, she's like, yeah. And then Cat's like, Oh, I'm fat. Even though like this this fucking bitch just like was like, Oh, I'm gonna get auditions a formality. Like she's obviously sucks, and she doesn't get the part. Yeah, so, like so. Yeah. Why so are you Kath- Catherine to her? gets the. What it is is this this bully <laughs> is going after Catherine for being like oh, you're such an amateur. Well, maybe next time you'll have a shot at the lead role. This is mine, and then as pretty easily predictably, the lady comes out and says Catherine's got the lead role, and then the bully's like, like she's clearly got like okay, I ha- I have to like dunk on this girl somehow because she just stole my shit, and the best she can come up with because this is a show. Written by uncreative men, the number one insult a woman can throw at another is to just call her fat like ten times. It, it's so she does not literally say you like are she's, fat. She's but trying she, to be she's yeah. subtle, quote unquote, about it. Like she's like, oh, I guess you can be a curvy uh, lead. That's fine. Which yeah. again, if you're you a good dancer watch- for a woman of your uh, shape, build you know, shit, like, yeah. Yeah, stuff like if that. If you don't watch the show with us. And don't know what cat looks like. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, like, that's it's, insane. It's fucking, I was going to say it's it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> you take one look at her and she's just like fucking shredded and like super fit, and it's like, what in the and, holy and let, mother let me, of fuck? This is, and this let is me fucking... just say there there are there are thin girls who will who will think they're fat. Like it's a it's a really big problem, right? Yes. Like, where like they they'll you know they'll develop eating disorders and stuff, and it's horrible. But like the thing about Cat is like she, she has never only once, ever shown to be yeah. the most confident, like yeah, like Cat has never sure of herself. Once, woman has like, never mm. once even passingly expressed like 
any sign of having like body image issues. She is an Olympic athlete. Yes, that's right. Her body is a temple and she worships every day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, and then this fucking asshole who's clearly a jerk. And then she even notices she's a jerk, like, is like, oh, you're a bit big, and suddenly that, yeah. she's like, I'm not uh, yeah, gonna eat yeah, until and even this I, is and over. And even, like, even, like, Ayusha comes up and is like, hey, fuck that bitch, she's Tanya. jealous. That, so that's the thing, you gotta like... You be better about correcting people about that. People, people, <laughs> when you have a... Matt has, uh, Matt has missed most of Tanya's run, no, which is, no, which is a okay, shame, because she's great. Like, Wait, uh, she is really fuck, good. Fuck, right, it's Tanya, not Ayusha. God damn it, I'm still in Mighty Morphin mode for the most part. It's okay, part. I even I even went back and watched a few Turbo episodes and the end of Zeo just to try and understand the transition. Well, this show did not transition well from Zeo to Turbo. <laughs> it is. Holy and let me fuck. tell you, buddy, if you, even, if you watch the movie, it still wouldn't make any more sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matt, that's, honestly, I'm having more fun with Turbo than I expected, but the transition is really bad like it's mm-hmm. it's wild how bad of a job they did yeah. <laughs> like, I, feel, I, like I feel like the beginning like... of turbo is less jarring if you've never seen an episode of power rangers before probably Go ahead, like Matt. Matt. I, yeah, I do ahead. i i like how in the first episode of turbo they had like the little recap montage of what presumably is the movie but i'm just like watching it as it just like blares the fucking turbo theme there's like gnomes like shooting sparkle magic and like a death sacrifice pit and i'm like okay what the fuck <laughs> yep accurate. you didn't you did miss the horniest scene in power rangers ever though oh yeah that is true uh, <laughs> fuck. oh fuck now so, i've gotta go back and watch it uh they uh the, oh the other thing i wanted to mention about this bully before we move on is like there's a bunch of people around and everyone's like milling around and talking and Kat and Tanya are in, like, a one-on-one conversation. This person, uh, Myrtle, does not appear to be, like, associated with them other than being shitty. And twice she, like, gets in the middle of them to call <laughs> to say Kat sucks. It's like, like, that's not how that usually goes. You would, like, yell at them or something. She, like, comes up like she's in the conversation. It's just like, haha, cool. Also, well, she's, being, she's, being a, she's being a mean girl kind of thing, like yes. that archetype. Like, yeah, totally. But, like, it is weird that she singles out Kat even before Kat gets the part. Like, yeah, like... Yeah. And, and then again, it's just, like, Kat's showing to be really insecure this episode, like, in, in general, because, like, immediately after she, they got off the stage, like, the 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 lady doing the auditions like the lead like the the organizer or whatever you would call her she's like you're amazing you did so good and then she's like oh i hope i did okay to tanya and it's like come on like yeah it, girl. it's she's got a little well she's dating tommy the self uh the self that's confidence true. this is issues. tommy's fault yeah this is absolutely tommy's fault um so Wait, do you think cu- he's just nagging her off screen all no, the time? No, no, no. I just think his self-confidence issues have rubbed off on her. I don't think he's, like, nagging her. I don't think Tommy... Like, Tommy... I also think Tommy only ever talks about himself and never asks Kat what's going on. I feel like he'd be like that, where he's just like, yeah, I had a really good time at the racetrack today. Like, I you know, I cut a few seconds off my time. Yes. Uh, what, hey, I, you want to go for food? Like, she'd be like, oh, Tom- yeah, I was just... I did this thing, and he's like, yeah, that's cool, Kat, but, like, you, what do you... Uh, you know, he's like that. Tommy's <laughs> too oblivious to 
I think, to to try negging. Like, I don't think it would ever occur to him. I don't think Tommy's shitty in that particular way. No, he's a bad boy for him, but not because of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we cut over to Adam and Justin. Uh, Before we get too far along, and I know... know, The scene made me want to (laughs) die! I I know we're taking a thousand years, but there is one more thing that I just caught. The, The fake French lady is named Madame Dubois. Which is Perfect. the most generic fake ass French person name. Wonderful. Uh so uh Adam and Justin are setting up like measuring devices, uh or tide markers so they yes. can measure for, the for, tide. For a science project for, for Justin, it sounds like. Yes. Uh th- now there is Adam's a scene... being a good dad, you know, being there with his kid, like Yes. <laughs> This so this lady walks by in a bikini and waves at Adam, and Adam completely loses focus and stops paying attention to Justin and is just staring at this lady. I I, I didn't hate that. That's like oh that's silly, but like whatever, Adam. No, that part's <laughs> fine. What upset me? I mean, like, yep. honestly, in in fairness, like this is a this it's the kind of thing that could normally be very very creepy if Adam was like ogling someone, but she flirted with him first. Sure. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like they, they're flirting with each other. They gave each other looks, and Adam isn't being like a creeper. He just kind of smiles and waves back. Like that's fine. It's yeah. Just and like, I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't she do that? He looks like Johnny Young Bosch. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's just I don't know. The, 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 what I feel weird about is just that Adam doesn't fuck. <laughs> Adam doesn't. See, here's know. what gets me. Here's what gets me about it because what happens after that is no, that yeah this is a part where i started dying and i was so upset like i'm like fuck this scene i hate it so adam says you know oh sorry yeah you know i can take you to the beach anytime and which is a little weird and is then made triple weird immediately after where they they basically go back over to the lady to which you previously did not see has a little sister about Justin's age. Yeah. And, Ju- and Justin says, oh, I guess the beach is not such a bad place to be. And I'm like, no, don't do and this. And you're like, oh. Yeah, it was so upsetting. <laughs> and I, I think I'm making it sound probably a little bit worse than it is. However... It, it I, felt pretty bad. Like, well, I don't want to see Justin ogling girls. Well, so what happened... That's the thing... Justin's 12, but he plays like five. And I thought what was going to happen is he was going to be like, what are you looking at, Adam? But instead he's like, yeah, chicks. I don't, wanna, like, I don't want to see this horny 12 year old. Get him off the screen. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate here. It doesn't strike me as horny. It strikes me as like, oh, hey, it's a pretty girl. Yeah, like, but like, but, y'all, I don't know. y'all, I get where you're coming from. I do. The target audience of this show is, like, eight. True. Fair. I do like uh, the... I will say Adam and Justin have some cute chemistry, especially when Adam's like, what are you looking at? And, like, puts his hands over Justin's eyes. I thought that was cute. That was... I'm uh, just I'm just a little disappointed, because, like, before that scene happened, I was going to make a joke about Adam got his ankles wet, and now he wants to get his dick wet. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I mean, just going that in, hasn't huh? changed. It's so much worse. God. Uh, so now we cut back to uh the submarine, and now we're going to talk about the physics problem 
with this show. Uh, well, the of this episode. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the singular, really. So I'm going to just describe it early so we can get out of the way. The bad guy in this episode is a monster named Numbor. <laughs> N-U-M-B-O-R, which also no one can agree on how to pronounce. Some people just straight up say number. <laughs> one of the worst named monsters on this show. Yeah. He's number themed. No, no, no. Listen, if you've got an evil math monster, number is great. He's, it's fucking he's, great. It's so goofy. He can like, he throws numbers that explode, which is hilarious. And also he can add and subtract weight to things, quote unquote. Well, now, so what, he, what he says is that he can affect anything that can be measured. And I'm like, this is some Jojo shit. Oh, like, that's what wild. the fuck is he going to do with that? Well, like, the thing is, <laughs> at least on the Power Rangers side of things, they only use this power for weight, basically. Yes. Now, yes. Um, what what I'll say is he he the way he says it is I can change I can add or subtract the weight of things. Now when I heard that I was like, okay, are they gonna put like Tommy in a fat suit? No. What he means is he can affect gravity's pull on an individual, yes. which doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, but no, okay. I mean, it's actually it's, it's, it's gravity is- powers. That's fine. But he says I can address anything that's measured. Like, that's specifically what he says. So I thought he was going to do, like, a lot more crazy shit with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought he was going to, like, divide the rangers by zero and just watch him turn into, like, this horrible self-replicating flesh mutant <laughs> or something <laughs> fucked up like that. The thing is, uh, I, I was going to say, Zach, um, changing something's weight by changing how much gravity affects it makes all the sense because that's what weight is. You're thinking of that, mass. Yes, that is true. Mass is what I'm thinking of. But... When you say that to me, like, I I can make things heavy, I'm like, okay, so, like, I would think you would be changing, like, the gravity of Earth, not its pull on that specific individual. But anyway- Because he's got magic number powers. <laughs> sure, he does have magic number powers, and what he wants to do with these magic number powers- um, Ob- Observant listeners at home will notice that uh, I'm dunking on Zach both by being really technical and scientific and literal, and then turning around and saying, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> but I, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it, I've, maybe I've seen enough anime and like superhero bullshit to be like, "Oh yeah, affects gravity of single people." That makes sense to me. I don't know, but yeah. So here's the other thing: is Angel Grove an island? No, right? It's not because. No. It, they, it does have a coastline of the yes, ocean, though. But what they say is that they're going to have Numbor add so much weight to Angel Grove that it sinks into the ocean. Okay, like, even if it was an island, that wouldn't make any sense, because islands don't float on the water. Okay, point taken. That is accurate. <laughs> well, I, I think it's just, like, it forces the dirt down and, like, packs it so much that the city sinks. Okay. Is just the idea. And also, Fair. I mean, the... I mean, this is getting back into our our, our old nemesis, uh, Angel Grovian geography, because God knows what the fuck the situation is here, because there's like a ton of beaches and also lakes. Well, that's, and that's the thing. It's like and- Cassie was saying when we watched it. This is some lore because, like, what if Angel Grove does float atop the ocean? I mean, sure. Maybe it's, uh, <laughs> you know, when I was a little kid, I thought every landmass was like the floating island in Sonic, uh, where Knuckles Aww. lives. I just thought all oh, oh, islands Island? floated. That's adorable. I mean, you're not wrong. Tectonic plates and shit. Well, on that lava. 
I mean, not what I was thinking, but yes, fair. <laughs> Thank you. God. Um, I'm just going to continue my streak of dunking on Zach with my fucking, like, third grade science shit. I like the part in the Archie Sonic comics where they go to the crater that used to be where the floating island was when oh, it was geez. on Mobius. That was cool. Uh, Matt, yeah. I like this part, time. Yo, I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, I like the part in the Sonic comics where they microwave the baby. Wait, what? S- Sorry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. so, Wait, no, hold on, I'm going to worry about it. Was that a thing? Yeah, that was a thing. It was a thing during the Ken Penders run. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, of course, God, of course yeah, it that, was. Yeah, you uh, say that, I don't need any further explanation. <laughs> I like how y'all are like, are you fucking with me? And I just say Ken Penders, and you're like, okay, he's not oh, fucking yeah, with sure, us. Oh, yeah, sure, of course. Um... So at this point, uh, Divatox is like, "Oh man, he's my monster's working, but those those uh, fucking Power Rangers are there. Why do they always show up when I'm doing evil shit?" Uh, which is very funny to me. Um, so they send some Protrons down. You could try going to a different city, Divatox. <laughs> that I, might I, help you. Yeah, <laughs> I think Rygog says something about like coincidences, and she's like, fuck, that's it, I've had enough of these coincidences, send the robots. Can I just say, with the Piranatrons they send down, this is my introduction to these, um, I hate the squelchy wet pussy noises they make when they (laughs) get hit. (laughs) Oh, it's so uncomfortable. I mean, I guess, thank you for making the Adam Dickwet joke, like, the least... Like less offensive than that. <laughs> they, they do make uh, gross, squishy noises. This is accurate. Why? Why? I I can't help it. All right, it's mad. All right. Okay, I can't help it because my fucking jackass friends were like squishing macaroni, and they're like, mm, "That's that sounds like good pussy." Oh and now, whenever God. I hear that fucking kind of noise, I just think that's good pussy, and how I hate old was, it. How old were you when this was happening? I was like twenty-five or some oh, shit like oh, that. Oh, that's not the number I expected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, in, in any case, yes, they make a weird noise. I don't like that part either. Uh, what I like less is we now see Numbor, and he fucking looks like, uh, uh, damn it, the Noid. He looks like the yeah. Noid. <laughs> I mean, his, he's also, he looks like if the Noid w- had a suit of armor made out of a calculator. Yes, his face specifically is Noidy. His body is like a cell phone. <laughs> like he's I'm gonna be honest, to I fucking love this guy. I mean, I think he's pretty funny, uh, and I like how... Like, I think his voice actor is actually pretty good. He's, like, a huge ham, which is what you want in your Power Rangers villains. Um, but, uh, this is when he says, like, yes, hello, I'm Numbor, I can adjust anything that's measured. And I love that the Power Rangers' response to that is to just completely ignore it and just be like, they're not like, excuse me, what? Or (laughs) they're just like, well... We're going to fight you then. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, uh, okay, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> he says you'll have to wait and see, W-I-G-H-T, again, and then he says, uh, you two are going to keep busy, and then he throws a, a exploding number two at them, and then I was like, I like this guy a lot. Yeah, he's, great. he's, he's pretty fantastic. <laughs> he literally throws numbers that, that do shit. It's fucking great. Uh, I mean, literally, they look just like, 
fucking Sesame Street cutout numbers that, except he uses them to kill yeah, people. Yeah, he is. He, yeah, he's like a Sesame Street character who's a who's a villain, murderous yes. villain. <laughs> uh, so what, what a, is this? What is this dude's deal in in Sentai? That it's the same. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay. Well, okay. Well, yeah. Let's take a little pit stop here. <laughs> Stop at the car ranger garage. So this guy is named like PP, uh, like Papa Rapper. Like, kind of is what his name is. Like, it's, it's spelled like PP Rapper, but it's pronounced Papa Rapper. He's Parappa the and, Rapper. Yeah, he's Parappa the Rapper. Okay, great. And um, uh, he like he can affect numbers. Like that's his thing. Uh, he uses it in the episode to like, um affect like someone's bank statement so that all the numbers like of his thing switches to this like old lady who's like oh i got two trillion yen in my bank account now that's cool <laughs> and like but like the main thing he uses it for is to fuck with like cars speedometers so oh, they dear. go faster than they're supposed to yeah he he um he makes us a, uh, a kindergarten school bus like speed out um to the point where, like, the driver, like, smashes his head through a window and gets all cut up and bloody. That happens in a Sentai. Jeez. Uh, uh, but yeah, he just he just uses numbers to fight, pretty much. Like, and he can adjust numbers. So he has he has the powers they say he has in this. It's just in this, they only show him do weight stuff, really. Yeah. Like, they don't he show... Doesn't, he doesn't do anything with weight stuff in a Sentai. The Pink Ranger thinks that he's messing with her scale. The Pink Racer. Um, Yoko. But he's not. Oh, okay. She, she I just see. gained gotcha. two kilograms. Two kilograms is what she's worried about, which I think is a pretty insignificant amount of weight. Accurate. But yeah, so, it's the same. It's the same situation where the actress looks great, but they're like, "Oh, she's so you can fat." See, there's a scene in the in the Sentai where she's in a bikini, and you can see her fucking ribs. And she's, and she's like, still oh, like, "Oh, I'm chubby." Yeah. I mean, again, when you have a self image issue, like. Reality doesn't necessarily help because you're there's societal pressure. All that shit has convinced you there's something wrong, even though there's not. That said, especially in this where it's literally a bully telling you that, like, don't let like they're yeah, she's in, clearly in the, in the, shitty. Yeah. I guess I'll just go off into like whole like really quick episode summary. Is that like the yellow racer and pink racer are going out? The pink racer has like a bunch of traits with her. Yellow racer's like, oh, you're gonna get fat. She's like, oh no, I exercise all the time. I'll be fine. They see a swimsuit, and um, they see some swimsuits in like a shop. They go in and try them on. And she has this, like, really cute fantasy, actually, where she's, like, she goes to the beach. Some guys, like, go, whoa, she's so high. And the guy comes runs up and is, like, oh, you're going to, I'm going to make you a model. And then she gets, she's, like, but I am a car ranger. How could I be a model? And then she, like, has a fantasy where she's modeling. And then she becomes an idol and, like, sells, like, number one CD all from this, like, looking at this bikini. It's pretty funny. But then it gets less funny when she's, like, in the... She's she's just switched into bikini and her the yellow racer also gets into bikini and she again they're both like super thin she sees the yellow racer as thinner than her and it makes her have like she starts worrying about her weight to like a comedic level it's like kind of like I compared it to Usagi and Sailor Moon off off mic um, she like works out intensely for like a day isn't seeing any results gets really upset. 
Um, there, there is one cute thing about it where she starts wearing like tons of layers of clothes so she can sweat more. And it's kind of <laughs> like if you play Persona 5 when Anne like yeah. dresses up in yeah, like all those scene. jackets. It's it's pretty cute. Um, and all of this is compounded when a, when they're talking about the Kyrenas on the news. And it's like, here's fashion designer guy. He's like, oh, I got to talk about this pink racer. I don't think pink might be your color. She's kind of chubby. Jesus, what? A guy on the news God. says that. And like, yeah, and she like fucking, like, of course she's going to get upset after that. But like, again, she's not fucking chubby. He like points at her helmet too. And it's like, her helmet's round. Do you think that's her skin? Like, anyways. Well, if you ask she, Luke. She, she, she gets in her, yeah, well, fuck that. She gets in <laughs> yeah, her yeah, head that this Luke. guy must have fucked with her scale. She kicks the shit out of him. And like then at the end of it, the scale's the same because he didn't fuck with the scale. And but she gets over it like instantly after. Like everyone tells her that she's still that she's cute. And then she's like, "Oh, well, let's go eat a bunch of desserts now." Yeah. So <laughs> when you when you said that someone went on a fashion designer went on TV and said the pink one was fat, I was like, "God, can you imagine if in real life there was a woman superhero and some guy went on TV to say she was fat?" They would fat? absolutely do that. And then I was like, "Oh no, wait, that would happen because we live in hell." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing is, I will say at least, at least for the Power Rangers episode, and this is the tone I get from this kind of thing a lot. Is yeah, the charitable read is that it's teaching young girls to avoid, like, to try and avoid body image issues, but like. The vibe I get off of it is just a bunch of dudes going, <laughs> women do be asking if they look fat in that dress. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that is exactly what the Jap, the Sentai is. Because that's like a common, like, comedy in Japan is girls worrying about their weight. Is like, like if you yeah. read manga and anime and stuff, it's like a common, like, comedy thing. And it's I mean, not it's a common funny. comedy thing here. This, I think, is, is well, sure, but I don't trying know. I, to I teach a like... lesson and being bad at it like they normally are. But, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think car readers are doing it. Car readers just being silly. So and like it's still a pretty enjoyable episode, but it's like yeah, like uh, the part where she kicks the shit out of the monster is really fun. Nice. So uh, the the uh, Pranatron show up. Uh, Numbor leaves, and we once again get shown. Oh right, Johnny Young Bosch is very good at martial arts. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he kicks the shit out of them, and Justin uh, fights too. Yeah, he does. And he sure, I mean, he sure does. He is also in this scene. The kid is, <laughs> you know, like he he had like a red belt or whatever they, but and he knows how to do moves. It's just yeah, he's a child, the, and they yeah. just stand there and let him kick them. <laughs> it's very hard to coordinate an interesting fight scene between a grown man, which is you know what the actor in the Piranatron suits are, and and a child, right? Just just from the size difference, and it's just. Yeah. I do I do want to point out in this fight that one Piranatron that jumps for I can't remember if he jumps at John Young Bosch or if he jumps at Jimmy or whatever the fuck the kid's name is. <laughs> um but he jumps onto the rock because he's like trying to grab him and yes. the person like dodges away and then he hits the rock and he just falls over. That Piranatron died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like did. all the other Piranatrons like blink out or whatever at the end of the fight as as they do. Um, that one didn't. That one's dead. <laughs> that one dead. Yeah. There's a there's a bit where a Piranatron gets knocked over against the side of a rock face, and then Justin climbs over him, and then the other Piranatrons climb over him. And he's just kind of like, oh, well, this uh, is my life. Uh, so but what's left of it? They leave, and 
uh, Justin quickly notices, because they're still at the beach, uh, that the tide marker shows the tide is much too high. Uh, so something weird's going on. Yeah, it's like, it shouldn't be that high for another three hours. Uh, we cut back to uh, the the ballet tryouts. Or no, I guess it's just back to the gym and juice bar. Um, really <laughs> quick to update uh, Matt. Matt, Balkan Skull or Monkeys? Did you know yep, that part? I, I, I didn't when I first watched this episode, and I was like, what? <laughs> uh, um, I, I did go back and watch the first few episodes of Turbo, though, so I know why they are monkeys, but I don't know why why, why are they monkeys. So the, Who, why, the real reason they're monkeys, and I'm not sure we've actually discussed this, is this was when... Uh, so Paul Schreier... Uh, directed this episode and the last one. I think um, Jason Arby directs some. And also, this is like when they were really close to getting the Balkan Skull spinoff show. Like, so they were not on camera a lot during this period. Uh, then that ends up not happening and they come back when they're not monkeys anymore. But yeah, it that's is still why. so baffling after all this time. Like, the further we go and the more like we just sort of cement that they are basically the best part of the show and with their characters turned into monkeys we really feel their absence and like whatever companies they were trying to pitch it to were just like no we don't want it. we don't want this Vulcan skill spin-off show like i mean i i get the power rangers was in kind of a bad spot at the time but like yeah, yeah. <sighs> i wonder if it if it had ha- happened like a season later or earlier if they would have gotten it but anyway um Tommy, Kat, and Tanya are sitting at the table. Tommy and uh, and uh, Tanya have sandwiches. Tommy seems to be confused about what a sandwich is and what <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to do that with it. Too. He's like, he's like opening it up and looking it over and he's yeah, like, oh, he's like this? He's like struggling he's, he's, to eat it. It's like, just yeah. put the fucking thing in your mouth and chew, well, dude. It's not know, that you know, hard. You know, like in Shenmue and like Eleanor where you like pick up something and you like move it around in your hand? Yes. So then, now I will say, I, I don't think this is what Tanya is supposed to be, is, is meaning to do, but Tanya asks, or ta- sorry, Tommy asks, Kat, are you going to eat? She says she's not hungry, and then Tanya says, "But you always eat." <laughs> what does that mean? And I'm like, "What? <laughs> like you eat three meals a day? You always eat three meals a day? This is horrible." Catherine, <laughs> you're a living thing. You you consume uh, nutrients. I know this about you. Like it's just like it's not like, but you always eat after school. It's just, but you always eat. End of sentence. <laughs> It's like she's an alien and she doesn't get it. Like, <laughs> but so Catherine, I, I every day, at least twice, I see you like <laughs> take food and then put it in your mouth and then you chew it and then you swallow it and then you digest when it. I, when I lived at your house, you ate you ate meals at dinner. I don't get it. <laughs> to her credit, or to the show's credit, I guess, they she doesn't like hide it. She says, like, well, I want to look my best for the ballet. And, and then Tanya, Tanya says, "Yeah, that's like not- points out points out quite rightly. You need energy to dance." <laughs> yeah, and and Tommy says also it, it doesn't matter. You know, like you got it because you're good, not because you're skinny. Like that's not the point. And she's, which is maybe the nicest thing Tommy's ever said because he's just not good at this. But uh, she's like, "Well, 
I'll skip lunch anyway. Thanks. Uh, and, uh, then she, she walks away. Um, now this is the point I have to note. We have previously seen that Divatox's submarine periscope can pop out of any body of water. It's a cute gag. It's also kind of a neat power. This is the first episode. It's established that depending on what body of water it pops out of, it changes size because it pops out of a cup of water in the gym and juice bar and it's tiny. It's like a little straw. And <laughs> I love that. It's very silly. <laughs> um, so then we cut over to actually let's uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be back shortly. Hi everyone, Luke here to tell you about a new show called Eidolon Playtest. It's an actual play RPG podcast that's really two actual play RPG podcasts, releasing on alternating Mondays. I GM both campaigns, and the whole thing's been set up so we can playtest Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, a game written by me and totally reprise host Molly Rhinebeck. Give it a listen at AudioEntropy.com or head over to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Playtest, where for a small fee you can get early access to the game. It's awesome! Go listen to us! Alright, so... Uh, now it's time for Balkan Skull to have fun hijinks because everybody else left the gym and juice bar. Uh, Balk or Skull, who knows which, uh, tries to suck on the port, what's it called? The the periscope by a, uh, like a straw. Uh, it does not work. Um, and we cut into the submarine and the whole submarine is rocking, which... Makes me question. Wait, is the whole sub tiny then? Like, the what's sub, going the on? Sub, the sub is just isn't the... rocking. The 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 um, periscope thing is like moving up and down. I just think it's like a weird magic thing. That don't don't worry about it too much. <laughs> well, so the thing that we're getting clearly from the reactions and dialogue is that uh, what's coming to the periscope because it's a magic periscope. It's not just visual; it's audio. Oh, so yes. the yeah. sub is currently being flooded by the sounds of a giant chimpanzee mouth trying to eat the end of the periscope. And they're all like, oh, God, that noise, make it stop. So, and they can't, they can't get a hold of the periscope because it's bouncing everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so that happens. There's um, even a bit of dialogue where uh, Elgar's like, it's those two human monkeys again. And she's like, whose bright idea was it to turn them into monkeys? And that part was Elgar says, I can, I can turn them back if you'd like. And she's like, no, nah, don't bother. Or we could so kill one, them. One, one thing I don't know if you mentioned is that the monkeys have set up like a bunch of Tupperware and like glasses and stuff and like this weird structure so that like Lieutenant Stone would be like, oh, they have, they have like coordinates of humans, the coordination abilities as humans. So we're going to be able to. To find, I, they're gonna. He's gonna know that we're Balkan Skull, which is stupid. And no, yeah, the, it won't the plan work. is to <laughs> the plan is to show Jerome that they are too smart to to be real chimpanzees, and clearly they must be human. 
he has he's has them working in his juice bar. He already yes. thinks they're as smart as people. Yeah, but like, like I, also, Matt, how quickly would you walk out of a restaurant if you walked into it and there's two chimpanzees just hanging out? In, in <laughs> more or less instantaneously. Also, question: Have they established why Bulk and Skull haven't just gotten a couple of markers and a couple of pieces of paper and just like they, you know what? Actually, in one episode, they got some paint. And it made an art, made some art that had nothing to do they, with their plate. They tried <laughs> to. They made a painting that they said was like representative of them getting turned into monkeys, but it was just like a chocolate sundae. So I don't know if the idea is that like I don't know. I don't quite understand what they're trying to indicate there. Clearly, they can't speak. So like maybe also. They just can't articulate them. I don't know. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. They seem to have we, like a reason why they control over their own bodies, though. Yeah, but it we, seems like been... what they might be going for is they now have like a different type of intelligence, and it, it's kind of like a weird factor problem they're having, where the inputs and outputs of they have mentally are different now. If that makes any sense, yeah, that it or maybe, that, maybe that or it's a shitty show for children. One of the that <laughs> that actually. That actually has been hinted at because of how much Bulk has talked and Skull have talked about craving bananas. I, I was gonna say true, I, I was gonna describe it as like saying like it's like animorphs, where like the monkey brains in there too. Like I don't know if you've read animorphs oh, yeah. listeners or they people still have like, the like instincts. Yeah, yeah. When the, when they turn into the animal, the other animal's brain is like still there, and like there have been like. Because Animorphs are a horrific book series, there's been scenes where, like, it takes over a lot, and they, like, end up doing, like, crazy shit that scars them. Like, when Marco's an ant and starts tearing other ants apart in, like, the hive mind that's now enveloped his mind. That yeah, happens. Animorphs so is it's fucked. like that. It's like that, <laughs> but with chimps. <laughs> so, uh, for, for the record, Matt, we have spent most of this season... All but screaming, like you, you have thumbs. Write something down. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then they tried. Yeah. It just took them till episode ten to try it. So you know, God. Um. So Lieutenant Stone but comes yeah. over to see what they're doing. He gets a tiny bit of water in his eye, and then has like a brain aneurysm. I guess I don't know what the. Fuck. It's well, it's a, it's a splash into his eye from them finally pulling the periscope away. And yeah, he tumbles backwards, and and yeah, to, to try and convince the Ten Stone that they work. were smart, they built this elaborate structure of plates and cups on the counter, and he knocks it over, and ha ha. Oh, of course, uh, and he's very upset about the fact that his free animal slave labor uh, <laughs> made some mistakes, which I think he needs to. He's fucking... actually pretty chill about that usually. <laughs> um. So yeah, then. Uh, He's a lot nicer to them now that they're monkeys when they were Balkan Skull. <laughs> well, oh, that's the, it's the weird thing. They took the character of Lieutenant Stone and tried to pull him out of that peg and like just and just shove him into the Ernie slot. And well, it doesn't quite work because it makes the character feel like he just like it makes him feel like his personality completely changed overnight. Well, wh- I mean, like you could say maybe it's because they're like animals and he like understands that like. You know they're gonna do animal shit, and Bulk is called human beings and expects better of them. <laughs> but, um, but I, I wasn't here. We mentioned the the episode with Warren in it earlier. That episode has like that whole smoothie thing. 
Yes. Another, yeah. another thing they've done with Leonard Stone is that he is now the brunt of the slapstick because yes. they can't like do that to an animal, right? That's true, but yeah. It's gotten significantly worse because usually slapstick is punitive and if, like that's why it's funny, but like he doesn't do anything wrong and like that lady at the smoothie stand didn't do anything wrong and they get like smoothie all over them. And it's like it just—it's just not as funny anymore. Well, as which... far as Lieutenant Stone, he has a lifetime of penance for having been a cop. That's true, <laughs> but I—I I, I just mean like it doesn't—it doesn't work as well with him being the slapstick as it was with Balkan Skull. And it's yeah, the, the thing with slapstick is it's usually a more immediate comeuppance, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you um, know, you're an asshole, and then a piano falls on you. So down in the uh, submarine, uh, Divatox calls for Numbor. And this is my favorite thing, which is the, the, the ship doors. So we've never talked about it because it's not really worth mentioning, but, uh, there's like a little, um, like, uh, airlock type thing that slides open sideways. Uh, and that's how they go in and out of the ship. It's part of the set. It gets stuck. It's like an elevator too, I think, or something. Yeah, it gets stuck halfway open in this scene and they just didn't, they were just like, that's fine. Like, they just shot it. <laughs> it gets stuck halfway open. Clearly, it opens all the way. We've seen it open, and they were just like, eh, I don't want to shoot it You know twice. how long <laughs> it took to get that shot set up? <laughs> God. Yeah. Uh, it took so long to get the number suit back there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Divatox asked number, like, okay, so how's the sinking city plan? He's like, uh, it's moving at a decent pace, but it's a big town, so it's going to take a bit, but it will sink by sundown. And oh, she's and, like, and for people listening at home, don't worry. There's also a detonator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was about to say. And she said, her next line is, "All right, well, I'm Divatox, so take a bomb." <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, Matt. Every single plan of Divatox's has involved a detonator. Every okay. single I was, one. I was wondering mm. with this little like, I, I, she's like, "Here, have this bomb." I'm like. All right, so is he gonna like blow up a power plant or like? Well, she tried that the first episode. <laughs> yeah, she did, and it didn't <laughs> didn't work out. So it's, she I guess it's just in move. case sinking the city isn't enough. Yeah, like there's no like I was like finally it's a it's a plan other than a detonator, but she still throws a detonator in because she has like a complex or something. <laughs> <laughs> God, but yeah, they're like okay, here take this bomb and put it on the beach, and it's like all right. And nobody thinks to ask what what the fuck is this supposed to accomplish? <laughs> yeah. No, because everyone's it's... like, of course, yeah, of course, detonator. That's what we do. I, I watched this entire episode, and I still don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know real. what it was supposed well, the to answer, accomplish. The answer is Divatox, and it's it's a weird compulsion. Like when Emily said that every single one of Divatox's plans involves a bomb. That's not an exaggeration. Every single one of her plans. Involves her planting a bomb. A lot of the time, it's it turns out she knows the rangers are going to kill the monster, and it's just like, but I just want the monster to distract them long enough for this bomb to go off, uh, which is a problem because like uh, any sort of children's show villain, she sets the timer for like twenty four hours or something right, every of time. Uh, but the the worst part of it is, as we kind of touched on earlier, for whatever reason, they can't say the word bomb. I guess it's a standards and practices thing. Yeah, they have to so say they detonator. call it a detonator, like. God. God. Uh so the so not only are they sinking the city, not only is there a bomb on the beach for as Matt pointed out <laughs> God knows what reason. But also <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> 
God, it, it's not even <laughs> like it's a bomb like buried under the sand in no. like a heavily like trafficked area that might kill some people or something. It's like in the fucking rock jetty where fucking nobody goes to. Yes, it's, and it's just so obvious. It's so conspicuous. The, the, and, and places they have bombed in the past has been like uh, construction site. A power um, plants, a, a, like, a random, a random kid's uh, box car. They did try to kill that kid that one time. Now, the third <laughs> thing is, in fairness, they thought that explosion water. was going to be bigger and like blow up the whole, the whole rally. Yeah. The third yeah. thing mm-hmm. is also number is going to go fuck with Cat, and uh, so he shows up in when she's walking around, and uh, he says, "Ha ha! I've heard you've been trying to lose some weight," and he shoots her with a beam. And oh, sorry. Also, this is where she says she's just walking and she says to herself, I can eat again after the ballet. It, it what in like three weeks, a month? Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? No, we go, we go from audition to final performance in like a day. God. Also, I'd like to point out when Numbor shows up and he's like, oh, oh, let's like change your weight. I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be some totally spy shit where she gets like super fucking fat, isn't it? Right. Oh, that's Jesus. what I thought was going <laughs> to happen. That's what I thought was going to happen, too. Yeah. I was so scared. I was like, no, don't <laughs> that, do that's that. That's not what happens. Please. And then it, and then it, and then it got awesome and really funny. Yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. <laughs> Power Rangers is like extremely low budget special effects department doesn't have a fat suit handy. What they yes. do have handy and have had handy for a few seasons is wires. <laughs> yeah, because what happens is he shoots her with this laser. She uh, she she falls down and says like, "Whoa, I feel weird." Cat or Tommy and Tanya run over, and Tommy helps her to her feet. And when he pulls to get her up, she flies into the air a little bit because she has been her weight has been reduced so much that she won't stick to the ground. Yeah, she's like a feather. Yeah. So they have to pull her back down uh and Tanya's and like, "Wow, that's some diet." Yeah, and it's like, "Tanya, shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good line. I like the line. I thought it was funny, but it's it is also funny. a crazy thing to say. <laughs> yeah, and then the strong gust of wind blows, and she gets blown away, and she's like, ah, I'm being blown away, and then Tanya and Tommy are like, oh, fuck, she's being blown away, and then- <laughs> This, is a, this is a really hilarious fade to black cliffhanger. It really is. I was just thinking about, like, that line and how, you know, like, Matt was saying it was dumb. It would have been really good out of Rocky's mouth, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that feels like something at, at Rocky least, would you say. You know what, honestly, it probably would have been better if Tommy said it, because at least, unlike Tanya, Tommy is established as an idiot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, they, so, they had the one smart character say that line. That, that's why, that, cause, yeah, she's just being a bitch. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. I really cannot emphasize enough just how hilarious this, like, 20 seconds of Catherine being oh, blown yeah. away with the wind is. Well, God, beautiful. I hope someone just makes a, a, an animated gif of well, it or just, also, like... So she, so she flies away, we cut to black, and I figured we would cut back, or we would come back from a commercial, 
at the exact same spot. But no, what happened is she flew away so hard that they just were like, well, we've lost her. And they go back to the command center. Presumably they teleport her back anyway. We don't actually. We could kind of infer that. But like, I do kind of like the fact that the show, I guess the writers just didn't want to take the time to figure out how Tommy and, and Tanya were going to get her down from there. So they're right. just like, I don't know. Fuck it. Go to the command center. I, I, I do like the mental image of Cat just like very slowly flying up into the stratosphere as her screams get quieter and quieter and quieter, <laughs> and Tommy what the fuck and is Tanya wrong with you, Matt? are just like, yeah, we probably need some help. We should. We're we're, we're not <laughs> dealing with this right now. I had I had so many flashbacks to one of those weird like knockoff Looney Tuneses that played uh, at like five in the morning on Nickelodeon. It was like this fat guy who made like a formula to help him lose weight, and then he went zero gravity, and then just floated off into space. Yep. And I can't, God, I don't know if anybody else remembers this shit. I think I think the formula was called like "Do Take It Off" or something. It sounds familiar, honestly, but I can't place it exactly. So the other rangers show up and are like, "Boy, been a weird day," and Cat is floating up. At the, like, top of the command center and is, the like... the best part of this is, like... I'm not sure who says it, it's Adam and Dustin, but, like, what's up with Cat? Like, they're so casual! Like, I, I gotta <laughs> say this is Power Rangers, and this shit happens all the time, but it should be, like, a little bit, like, whoa, what's <laughs> happened to you, Cat? They're not, like... Why are you up there? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about it is, uh, uh, contrary to what Zach said, she's not actually sitting on the ceiling. She's like just kind of floating in the middle of the room. Yeah, that's like true. she's a like she's a party balloon that's been around for a few hours already. <laughs> so, could you imagine if she was just like bumping in the ceiling over and over again? She's like, ow, 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 <laughs> like a balloon would. <laughs> so both a dog of- keeps seeing how long he can keep her in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Both groups of rangers say they had a run-in run with Numbor, and uh, then Tanya, who is a brain genius, says, Numbor? <gasps> like number! <laughs> that was one of the funniest lines. <laughs> it's good. And then she there says, are- I get it, She can. he can add and subtract weight, which is a wild swing, but okay, sure, I guess. Well, also, they, he literally told them what his power was when he yes. first meets them. He did do that. Um, what's, what's wild about this is Numbor, the obvious pun in Numbor's name is not new shit to Power Rangers, but this moment of revelation that a character right. has, we haven't had that kind of bullshit in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so then we get, uh, they see through the viewing globe that, uh, Numbor is setting up a bomb. Um, Tommy asks Demetria if she can help Kat, and she's, sucks ass and says, oh, yeah. So you have to remember, listener, this was my reintroduction to this show, and specifically my first introduction to this character, and. My initial reaction was just, like, the Bobby Hill, I don't know you, that's my purse. That was that was the specific feeling I had when I saw her. And I'm like, oh, this bitch sucks. Where the fuck is Zordon? So, that's really the most impressive thing about Demetria, is she makes us miss Zordon. Yes. Yeah! Wow, she sucks so bad. I, and also really impressive, Alpha 6 makes us miss Alpha 5. So, yeah, what the fuck? I, um... Okay, Luke. Oh, fuck, sorry. Matt, I'm sorry. 
Uh, Basically the same person. It's fine. Uh, What's up? It's, it's all right. Uh, is Alpha 6 or is he not just Bubsy in a robot costume? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have to answer those types of questions on air. Look, I you can ask f- me about all the weird hentai you <laughs> want. But I'm not answering questions like that, all right? No, no okay. questions about Bubsy. I love the excitement in Michael's voice as he asks Matt that. About Bubsy. <laughs> well, listen, I, I I have someone else here who is like as familiar with the horror that is Bubsy as I am. So Ugh. last episode so I so cute. Last episode <laughs> I said this, but I will reiterate. I lost my patience with Demetria really, really fast, like three episodes. Uh she's like Ah, who better to help Catherine than Catherine herself? Now, here's what we're going to find out. And I'm just going to say it now because we have been going for like a fucking hour and a half. (laughs) Um, Cat, two episodes ago, there was a lie, uh, a lie curse on Justin. It turned out that all he had to do was just pretend, was just say a truth. And... Uh, Fabi's uh, guess was that it was actually all psychosomatic the whole time. This is also psychosomatic because as soon as Kat is not worried about her weight, she floats back down to Earth and everything's fixed. So are the powers that Divatox's monsters have like actually powers or are they just okay. insulting the Power Rangers? This, this is one issue I have with that is like, how was Angel Grove psychosomatically sinking? Okay, fair point. You know, you did get me there on that one. <laughs> but, still, but it is weird that that's how it works for Cat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense. They morph. Uh, they go down to... Oh, a uh, uh, quick pit stop. Uh, you might notice that Numbor has a backpack now. That looks like an air tank or something. Okay. That's in, in in the in the Sentai, he like tries to mess up a car speedometer and runs out of magic power. So Grotch, who's like, you know, Porto, is like, here, let me give you this battery pack and just plugs that into his wand and then that's, he's able to do magic better. That's pretty good. Uh <laughs> So they show up, uh, and Numbor goes, ah, one, two, three, four, and then pulls out a big four and hucks it at him and explodes, it's which really I love. Good. It's <laughs> great. Also, this is when we get to the beach, the vast majority of this uh, fight from here on is Sentai. We'll, we'll get bits and pieces of connective tissue with American footage, but we're, we're mostly just in the Sentai now. Yes. Now, I will say this. The, there's a pretty fun effect in this fight that they do a couple times where someone jumps at number and he makes them super heavy in the air. Yeah, that was cool. And then they fall down into the sand and like smash into it, like, and make a big crater. I think that's pretty fun. They do a pretty good job of it for being power Rangers. Like, yeah, like explosion. And then you see like, uh, Adam up to his like arms in the dirt. Yeah, and this this bit is uh, is Power Rangers, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, me and a friend were watching this episode together, and both of us just, just like, bust out fucking laughing, because it's so sudden, and it's so dramatic. And also, they keep, they keep trying to jump over him, and he keeps just, like, shooting them with the energy ray, and they're like, fuck those other Power Rangers, they suck. 
I'll get it right this time. They're like, oh, fuck. It never occurs to them to not go one at a time. They just go single file into this guy with fucking weight powers and get just demolished. The Adam one is, I think, a little smoother because he, like, sinks down, like, standing up pose. So then uh, he's, it's like he's clearly buried buried in in the the sand. sand. Yeah. Uh, but Tommy's when, guy is just like they put some sand on his waist, otherwise well, he's fine. Well, Tommy's thing is funny because he lands on his back in the sand and then sand explodes out from around him like he got fucking Dragon Ball Z punched into the ground. And it's very funny. <laughs> it's really good. I love and, it. Yeah. And they say they can't they can't move. Uh and they're like, but what are we gonna do? Um and then uh, there's a little bit more of a fight with Tanya. She also gets blasted eventually. Tanya doesn't get really get made like super light or super heavy. She just kind of gets thrown into some rocks. Well, I feel like he he makes her light and then pushes her and then makes her normal weight again as she falls. Yeah, yeah. I can't, uh, also, I can't believe that all the Power Rangers have body image issues. Yes, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing. That, that's what really breaks the bit with. Uh, with Catherine is that this doesn't work for anyone else. I mean, I guess Tommy and Adam think they're fat and, uh, Justin thinks he's too small and that's why he floats away. Cause yeah, and Tommy he gets... thinks she's too getting thrown into some bushes. Yep. Got it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, then Justin gets floated and he's like hanging onto a rock. Cat says, Demetria, we have to help them. And Demetria says, must you not help yourself first? And yeah, Kat- and it's like, no, bitch, my friends are dying. We need to help the people who are getting like shot at and shit. You dumb motherfucker, you asshole. What the yeah. fuck, but it, man? In so many words, she basically just says like, by the way, self-esteem is important. And this moment is completely unearned. Like, just so utterly has not been built up to in any way. No. And Catherine just says, you know, you're right. I yeah. should, I don't need to lose weight. And D- then the spell yeah. breaks. Yeah, Demetria is literally like, hey, stop having body image issues. And Kat's like, you're absolutely but right. This is she the get, thing. She lost them as soon as she, as quickly and as easily as she got them. This is the thing. This is how this has always worked in Power Rangers. Remember, oh, yeah. when, remember when Billy was afraid of a fish? So he got I cursed. Do to remember be a- when Billy was afraid of a fish? That part's so fucking funny. And then, uh. and then they were like, "the The key is you should just stop being afraid <laughs> of fish." And he was like, "You're uh. right. I did it." <laughs> like it's always been that way in Power Rangers. I, I think the difference is that that that's ridiculous and stupid and not realistic. And this is like based a little bit on an actual insecurity yes. that girls have, and that's, that's what true. makes it feel bad to and, me. And, like, the, the thing is, like... Well, it's also the fact that, like, in the past, Zordon would just tell the Rangers point blank, like, to break the spell, you have to overcome your fear. And here's Demetria trying to, like, tell Catherine about it in riddles. And Catherine's just like, you know, you're right. I'm gonna just not be sad about my body. Demetria is like, hey, Billy, what if you weren't afraid of fish? <laughs> like, what if, if, huh? If you've, ever, if you've ever had depression or anxiety or body image issues, you know that, like, one of the most frustrating things in the fucking world is for someone to just be like, why don't you not? Like, it's so <laughs> frustrating. And that's basically what they always do in Power Rangers. So, yeah, it's kind of stupid. Anyway, she's fine now. Uh... She decides to, uh, oh, also, I know that this is really common, but 
She's wearing, uh, in this episode, a pink polo with uh, blue overalls, which I think Kimberly had this like exact same outfit four years ago. Um, but when she morphs, pretty close. When she morphs, she just changes into completely different clothes, which is fine. It's just funny. That always happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, she teleports down, uh, and the the, the oh, number- I didn't realize that like. So in earlier seasons, when they had the canned morphing sequence, they would just make sure to only show the Rangers, like, head yes. and maybe, like, obscure their body by them holding the morpher forward or something. But no, this is a full body shot, so the outfit's well, Z- always Z- wrong. Zio had that, too. Yeah. It's also why <laughs> in later seasons, uh, like, uh, so in, like, the very newest seasons, when they morph, they first had, you know how there's like a white collar under the Power Rangers suit, basically, like it's at the, where the neck is. Yeah. Uh, they show when they morph that like they have a full body white suit and then they morph and it goes on, like the whole suit goes on there. And I think that's because they were like, oh, the clothes, like we would have to shoot this over and over again and we're not going to do that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Numbor says, I heard cats have nine lives. Too bad rangers don't. And then he's about to throw a big nine at them, which is stupid. Uh, but I love it. I so love, honestly, genuinely, that this monster's whole thing is that he manipulates math to make weird shit happen. But also, you know, it's generally in the in the Sentai, and then with weight in Power Rangers. But also, he can just throw big exploding numbers at people. That's the funniest part to me. I his, love his, it. My favorite power of his is the duck ray. <laughs> Well, we'll talk about that in a second, but yes. Uh, so, unfortunately for Numbor, because Kat is now no longer worried about her weight, uh, he throws the exploding number at her and it just doesn't do anything, which doesn't make any fucking sense, but okay, fine. Because <laughs> she's a badass. She yeah, fucking it's, takes it. It's just because she rules now. Um, so yeah, we, get a, we get a scene of just, and we're back to Sentai footage, and we just get a scene of... Catherine just beating the ever-loving shit out of this guy. It's She's really doing good. wrestling yes. moves and shit. And, and um, in the in a Sentai, she gives a lot of her names. Like uh, she gives a lot of her attack m- names, like pink flying attack, pink giant swing, <laughs> and uh, what's the last one here? It's like she, she. This one isn't in the 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 Power Rangers one, which is a little bit of a shame. Uh, the last thing that she does to him in the in the Sentai, she runs at her, him, like, swinging her arm around, like, winding it up, and goes, Furi- furious pink bomber punch! Oops. And, like, knocks him, like, with an uppercut right on his chin. That and, rules. like, the suit, like, morphs, and he, like, falls back, and it's so good. <laughs> That's very good. In this one, she does do the swing, which is the basically the... the pink ba- giant swing. Yeah, Bowser, like, Bowser from Mario 64 yeah. swinging him around. <laughs> <laughs> she uh for her she actually does the swinging uppercut punch but she punches him in the stomach. Yeah. I'm assuming they, they reshot that cuz I guess again standards and practices were probably a bit hesitant about having a ranger punch a monster in the face. Yeah, yeah. like right on the chin. So. Like it's it's it, it it's really impactful looking. It's really good. <laughs> uh so in any case uh she beat up this monster by herself. Uh so uh, he gets embiggened by Divatox's torpedoes, uh, and then they summon the Megazord. Uh, then some weird shit happens that I can't quite explain. Oh, uh, before we get before we get into the weird shit, 
Matt, how do you feel about the Turbo Megazord? Oh, sure. Um, I, okay, so the Turbo Megazord's core design, I can take or leave. I think it's a fine, I think it's fine, I'm not particularly in love with it, although the whole spinning slash thing and the kind of, like, fast movement motif is cool. That being said, when the theme starts, starts, when the theme starts, <laughs> I can say words good. When the theme song starts to kick in, when the actual Megazord is forming and those vocals kick up, I was like, yeah! Yeah! yeah. It's Did very you, good. Have you, have you seen the sequence? I think it's in, like, the second episode where, like, they... They they're first learning to put the thing together, even though they've done it before. Uh, no, I have not. It's That's some crazy good, yeah. Mad Max shit, and it's this really extended sequence where they learn to like slam the cars yeah, into each other. Like, so they form. they're like having a Mad Max like car battle while trying to form the Zord. It's really cool. Hell yeah. yeah. It's easily the coolest shit I've ever seen in the show. But yeah, this 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 is my favorite Megazord and favorite finisher so far. It's uh, so cool. To go with the finisher Matt- is sweet. Um, the actual Megazord design itself, like I said, I can take or leave. I don't dislike it. It's not my favorite, but it is what it is. To go with what Matt was saying, my favorite, like I also think the Megazord design is fine. But when the theme the happens, of the Zords that's really what I was gonna say. When it stands, it, I love the way it stands yeah, when it up. Stands up and like yeah. the vocals kick, and it's like fuck yeah, this rules. I love that it stands <laughs> up by the front cars breaking. It basically does a wheelie. Yeah. In order to stand up, which is so great. cool. Yeah. So anyway, and, and like this is kind of getting ahead of things, but this thing's finisher is the dopest shit. It's, yeah. it's, it's very silly, but I do like it. Man, now that you're all talking about it, it's like, yeah, I kind of dig this Megazord. It's really, <laughs> it's really just the core design that I can take or leave. Everything yeah. surrounding it's pretty awesome. That is fair. You, you don't see it in this episode, but like. When they need to summon the sword and they they have more time to like really show them calling up the sword, like it forms out of steam and then like they turn the sword and like headlights and the hilt turn on. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so now we get some weird shit. Numbor says one times one equals one, and then he pulls out a big number one, and then he says one rocket silo, and then. It's just a smokestack. Sir, that's a lighthouse. It shows sir, no, it's that's a smokestack. It shows So I I was asking Emily cuz she watched the, the 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 Car Ranger episode. When I first saw this, I assumed that this was them having to figure out how to dub over some like so he takes the number 1 and pulls out like the cannon thing. He takes the number 2, pulls out a duck. He takes the number 3 and pulls out like a little prop like human ear and i was thinking okay clearly this guy is like just making some puns or cultural references or something that only works in japanese and then i asked emily like okay so what's the joke and she's like no nah, it's just that you know the number two kind of looks like a duck <laughs> <laughs> he's like one what does a one look like oh a chimney stack what does a two look like a duck <laughs> and then like God. What does three look like? An ear. Wait, I can't use this. Yeah, no, the, the <laughs> gag with where he pulls out, like, th- where his, like, attacks get progressively shittier, and by number three, <laughs> he's like... The duck ray is amazing, though. I like how the duck <laughs> ray doesn't even, like, actually hurt the rangers. They're just like, god damn, that fucking sounds obnoxious. Jesus. And then the number three pulls out, like, this shitty, like, fake ear, and he's like... 
the hell am I supposed to do with this shit? It's useless. And he just throws <laughs> it away. Is there a thing where, like, he was specifically saying a baby's ear, and, like, there was a shot of a baby? Yeah, yeah, it zooms in on a baby's face in, in the Sentai. God. We- yeah. It's, it's weird. It's very it's- strange. It's really, fu- it's actually funny though. It's yes, an instance it of this show <laughs> trying to be funny and actually succeeding for the most part. Anyway, the Rangers it's kick the shit it- out of them. Go ahead. I was gonna say the Rangers absolutely kick the ever holy shit out of them after that ear thing. Though they're like, "All right, enough of this fucking bullshit." And then they pull out the sword and it does that awesome like full full metal peel out where it's just like. And then they like start spinning, and he's like, "Ha ha, funny!" And then he's like, "Oh fuck!" And then he dies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Matt, uh, I'm repeating myself, but Matt hasn't been on the show. This all whole like sequence reminds me of like an FF7 Limit Break or something like that. Yeah, it's so cool. It super <laughs> does. Actually. Yeah, I don't. I actually, there's something. Um, a lot of Megazords do this. Not all of them, but like. I, there is something that I like about when it goes into the finishing move, like the the background just changes. It's just like no, this is where the finishing move happens. Is in this, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, we're we're in the highway dimension. Yeah, and like I remember during uh during season two, we went to the samurai dimension exactly. because it was yeah. the sunset all the time. This is the only time I will agree with Luke's morphing grid theory. They go into the morphing grid to do the finisher, and that's it. Perfect. <laughs> that actually makes sense for this Zord, though, because it probably needs a fair amount of space to get that sort of speed and do, like, the full peel out. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? Point props there, because, yeah, I can actually buy yeah. that in this case. And this monster falls into a, a proud tradition of... Even the most powerful and best monsters being, like, unstoppable gods on the ground, and then once we get to the Zord fight, they just go down like a fucking chump. This guy goes <laughs> down like a fucking bitch, too. He <laughs> literally gets, like, one decent shot off of, like, the rocket tube, and that's it. The remainder is just... God, they don't even, like, really fight at all. No, it's literally like the Megazord is just like, all right, playtime's over, dickhead, and it just stabs him and he dies. <laughs> My... My uh, so and then Matt, uh, they yeah. f- they find the uh, detonator and yeah, they, they just shoot the it with guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Hey, what the fuck is this bomb doing here? I don't know. Let's fucking shoot it." Pew. Problem there solved. Are, there have been a few <laughs> times where the Rangers have decided the best way to dispose of a bomb is to shoot it. Okay. Like, yeah. So if Divatox, if Divatox really wanted to have a foolproof plan, all she needs to do build a detonator. I know she loves building them. Don't actually put a timer in it. Just leave it somewhere obvious. Have the rangers run up and shoot at it and just build it in such a way so that if someone shoots it, it goes off. Which I think all bombs are like that, right? Well, okay, no, so, but it's a lot of them are. It, okay, so <laughs> I actually know a decent amount about bomb defusal. And as comical as it is, shooting a bomb with a big fucking gun is actually a really common method to destroy them. One of the most common ways to defuse a bomb, actually, is to use a hydrojet. Because water is chemically inert in most instances and won't set off the explosive charge, and you can blast the bomb to pieces fast enough that the whatever electronic detonator it's equipped with won't go off in a lot of cases. Huh. So that's, that's your fun fact. That's your actual fun fact for the day. 
Not as good as the owl facts, but pretty Not good. Not as good as the owl facts, but this is, like, actual information that's true as opposed to whatever the fuck I was saying before. Wait, you're, can, you're saying that, that the owl facts aren't true? <laughs> the the uh, owl facts may or may not be true. They're also, they double as owl riddles. Only the truest of owl masters can see through them. Well, I I, I will say that the 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 um the definition of fact is not is not synonymous with truth. It's whether something can be proven or disproven. It makes it a fact. That's true. Also, the Blakeston's fish owl is actually the largest owl in the world. That that part's a one hundred percent true fact. <laughs> I thought that was the only part you made up. <laughs> no, no, that part's true. I have an ex- I have an extremely important question. Okay. Do owls know how to defuse bombs? <sighs> they might, but it's never been confirmed nor denied. Hey, Matt, can I ask you a question? Sure. Have you ever, uh, do you know about The Staircase, the Netflix documentary about that guy who may or may not have killed his wife in a staircase? No. What okay. the fuck? So I'm going to need you to look into this because, uh, the current theory is that she was killed by an owl in her <laughs> staircase because they found talon marks and feathers in her hair. And he was trying to be the whole time like, no, it was an owl. And everyone was like, that's the craziest dumbest <laughs> bullshit. And now they're like, well, maybe an owl. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, cool. Because for a second, for a second, I thought you were implying that I'm a serial killer who kills people and stuffs them into his stairwell. I wanted to know if you think owls could can kill people. I mean, yeah, they they probably could. I think most birds of prey could kill someone. Yeah, that's one of those Mm -hmm. possible in theory, but unlikely, but not so unlikely that I would just write it off as bullshit. I know, but yeah, I thought I should mention need that to, be, to you. It, it need to be a big fucking owl, but some <laughs> owls are big motherfuckers. So, I mean, so. like, sorry to bring up animorphs twice, but like, those kids fuck up some people as birds. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. they blow up this bomb, and then we uh, basically. Oh, right. So we cut to uh, uh, Diva Talks, and she's just like, dang. I'm so grumpy. No more stupid monsters. I need a real crew. I should hire a temp agency. Uh, and boy, I wish they well, followed he- through on that. And then in the next next episode, <laughs> Diva Talks just like all those guys are gone. And it's just like some well, people I mean, in polos. This- <laughs> she, she can't, though, because they're part of the Minion Union. Oh, right. Sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this this also kind of ties into why I got a bunch of uh, AVGN energy out of her earlier rant. Both this and and the earlier rant was like, if it feels like they couldn't decide what angry like one liner, what like Rita line they wanted to end with. And in both cases, they just had her like rattle off like ten different things, like it's just a just like a villainous stream of consciousness. And it just it feels like she's just like, Grr, I hate things, I hate this thing, I hate that thing, fuck you, fuck this, fuck that, I need to hire a new crew, eat my dick, like so on and so forth. <laughs> and then the, so, I mean, the part where she beat up Bugs Bunny and shat on him was really Yeah, weird. I thought that was really weird. <laughs> I still can't believe that AVGM was just ripping off Power Rangers Turbo this whole time. Man. <laughs> uh, it's gonna take you back to the past. 
<laughs> to play the shitty games that suck ass. He I was gonna make a joke about the cars that go fast, but like, hey, fuck oh, it, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck cars. That franchise is dumb. It's a, a sing along now. We're talking about turbo. <laughs> it's because it's it's turbo. It's because there's nah. cars in this. Anyway, uh, <laughs> oh. Fuck! <laughs> so, so. Such a, you're such a himbo, Matt. <laughs> no. Oh, so we cut to the ballet, and we get to see Cat uh, do a little bit of ballet, and it's very cute, and everyone's very proud of her, and uh, and that's it, really. I'm glad this is a ballet scene, not just a bunch of people are watching Cat in her room getting out of bed. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that's how the the Nutcracker ends or not. I genuinely don't know. But she gets out of bed, she picks up a Nutcracker, and that's it. Uh, real quick gag, uh, the shot of the the uh, cast as they bow is the, the bully from earlier uh, was forced to play the Rat King. Yes. Yeah. Also, with the very specific way the French lady is like, oh, you have a talent and a grace all of your own. I like to think... That the reason Kat got picked wasn't that she was the best. She got picked because that French lady fucking hates that bitch from earlier. And it's just like, all right, how can I get under her skin? And then she looks at her being all jealous about Kat and is like, oh, perfect. See, I thought you were going to say because that lady had a crush on her. And I like yours a lot better. That's less upset. I thought that's what he was going to say, too. That would be weird. That'd be a a little weird. So we get uh we we've been skipping over outtakes a lot because fuck this it they're outtakes so but this bit is clearly just a scene they didn't use and it's Bulk and Skull making another attempt to get noticed uh by coming out on stage in tutus and Bulk is talking about how like hey remember how we were in that King Midas ballet that Catherine did I'm sure if we come out and dance good she'll recognize us did they actually say that like it's, yeah that's like, actually the yeah. dialogue. Fuck off. <laughs> God. So, um, yeah, that's it. And that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun episode. It definitely gave me some of that good old, uh, like, old style energy of, uh, of some of these podcasts. Or p- it's a, podcasts. It's some a, of these episodes. Well, 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 some of these podcasts, too, now that we've had Matt here. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but also, like, yeah, there is... We've talked about this a lot as we've gone through Turbo. Turbo has a lot of season one energy. Yeah. The show has gotten spent the first few seasons legitimately getting better at stuff as time went on, but it does, it feels very comforting in a way to go back to like, this is a very poorly made live action cartoon that somebody just slapped together. There's some kind of like madness going on behind the scenes. Uh, Like, and like we know that the show is kind of tanking, so it's also kind of back to them having like no money and just kind of <laughs> trying to scramble to put the show together any fucking way they can under time and under budget. And just it's it's very like you can feel how hectic it is. You know, you can just you can just feel like somebody working backstage right now is just having a conniption. They are losing their minds. It's and just it's one of the reasons I'm so excited for um for space because from what I understand that that episode or that season was basically made when they were like, well, they're going to shut us down cuz last season did so poorly. So let's just do the craziest shit we can. Also, we haven't gotten any better budget yet. And like so I want I'm excited to see that cuz cuz yeah. like 
I'm wanna... excited to see what happens when they're really trying because because right. like I I think probably the best word I can use for for Turbo and for why it aligns so cleanly with season one and how that feels and how that just I, I think the best word for it is just sloppy. It's a very very sloppy show. Yes, I would agree. Um, but yeah, uh, so. That's going to do it for the episode. Uh, let's go around. Mike, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mike Loves Rabbit. And uh, I am also part of, uh, here on Audio Entropy, uh, Eidolon Playtest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, fellow Teenager with Attitude uh, panelist Luke and our good friend Molly have made a tabletop game. Uh, so, so. So we've done, uh, on Entropy folks, we've done a few, uh, tabletop games together. We streamed, uh, some of them. Early on, we had a pizza party where we played, a uh, we used Fate Core and Luke made a, a fantasy setting. And then we wanted to do kind of a, and Luke that, wanted that to do kind of a, started off as not even like a thing you were gonna make content out of. You were just playing a game and then. Yeah, that was just us playing a game and then people it. wanted to, <laughs> yeah, people wanted to watch the stream. Like, we don't even have it all archived because, like, again, it wasn't an official thing. Just some people wanted to watch. Uh, and then we did Silver Pines, uh, cause Luke is Luke and wanted to do a JoJo's thing. And we were using this other tabletop system that kind of mapped to it, but not quite. It didn't quite fit our needs. Uh, so basically, so Luke and with some help from Molly was like, okay, I'm going to make my own system to really represent the whole JoJo's persona kind of world I want to build where people are like fighting with cool monsters that are extensions of their souls. And the thing is, you know, they've never made a tabletop system before, so they need to play test it. And we're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's record the play test and put it out as a podcast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so idle on play test. Uh, basically oh, because also, the system... Also, I just want to mention, there's a Patreon that they have for Eidolon that you yes. can, like, subscribe to and get extra bonus content for this particular, um, podcast. Mostly, like, um, developer diaries would be one thing you might want to call it, with, uh, uh, Molly and Luke. Uh, I would also uh, mention yeah. you can find all this information, uh, through the Twitter, our Twitter, Audio Entropy's Twitter... Uh, through I know it's up on Luke's Twitter's SSJ Speed Racer. You can find all uh, the links also, and stuff there. Yeah, the the podcast itself also has its own Twitter at Idolon Playtest. Uh, and basically, we we're split into two groups. It's going to be on alternating weeks uh, because uh, not to get too into the nitty gritty, but the the system is going to have playbooks, like basically character archetypes, and there are nine of them. And in order to test them, we have two campaigns going one with five people one with four uh the one i'm in is called idol on pop and the other group is called idol on rock because we're doing sort of a music theme for the whole thing because again jojo's yeah uh and yeah it's just uh it's been fun so far uh as of this recording uh they've posted episode zero of the of the uh developer diary kind of thing that first one's going up for free the rest are gonna be behind the patreon uh, and then we're gonna, and we've also released our character creation episode for Pop, and then I think the character creation episode for Rock is gonna be live by the time this TWA episode goes live. Yeah. Um, and sorry, this is really long winded, but it's really cool, and I'm really happy yeah. you guys are doing it. I can't wait to listen to it. I just, I also want to throw in there that for people listening, if you specifically are like a Persona fan or a JoJo's fan. Uh, if you listen to Pop, that one's more based off of Persona, and Rock is more based off of JoJo's. Yeah, 
Although there's 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 a lot of crossbreeding going on in there. But like yeah. the, the the campaign ideas moving in those directions at least like or trying to. The other From thing I'll, I'll say that is uh you know as someone who's a little bit out I play t- uh tabletop stuff but I'm not in these uh specifically and I'm not really a JoJo's guy. That said, uh if you like the people on Audio Entropy there are a lot of really cool people on there. Lexi's on it. Mike's on it. Molly's on it. Uh, our friend Tiberius is on it, who has guested a couple times on different things. Uh, let's see. Zoe's Zoe? on it. Yeah. Uh, Zoe's in there. So, uh, Crystal from, uh, from Let's Place is in there. Yeah. So if you, if you like the, the network as a whole, you should give it a shot. Oh, and Fabby. We shouldn't forget yeah, Fabby. and Fabby. She's Thank in there. You. We can't forget Fabby. She's on this podcast. Yeah. So yeah, check that out for sure. Um, that's a that's a big one. There you go. Uh, and also, if you, it's just on uh, up on the uh, Audio Entropy website as well. Um, all right, uh, Emily. Anything you'd like to plug? Uh, you can just catch me on Twitter at this is Emeralds. There, Matt. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no. I believe I'm good. Cool. Thanks Battle for coming for grid, back on, I guess. on the show. Yeah, it was fucking sweet. Yeah, we, definitely. We I, appreciate I it. I started playing fighting game Power Rangers. I was like, damn, I should watch some Power Rangers and guest on TWA again. And then I watched <laughs> the episode and I was like, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you get the urge and then you got it out of your system. Yeah, so there well, you go. No, I mean, so, listen, if you, if you ever just want to pull a Luke and guest without actually having to watch the episode, we can't accommodate you. Yeah. Uh, I might take you up on that, but like Luke's already doing that, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, he's been that. better about watching them these days because I think he he's invested in in, in our thoughts on Turbo. <laughs> God, <laughs> but uh, I I think he's just reveling in the fact that he's proven right. Yeah, totally. He's spent, he's, he spent the long well, well, kind of because he spent the longest time saying like his whole thing was I'm not saying Turbo's good. I'm just saying it's it's no less bad than the rest of Power Rangers. Yeah, and he's absolutely right, I think. <laughs> yeah. Given, so given the couple of episodes I've watched, I think he's probably right. Uh, Although, admittedly, in my defense, this is my first interaction with Turbo. I never had shit to say about Turbo. Fair. Yeah. Um. So, and then for me, you can find me uh, at Chinchi McChilla on Twitter. Uh, you can find a lot of other cool podcasts on audioentropy.com. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, catch us next time. 14. Oh, we should, uh, what? how to, how to, how to kind of contact the podcast. Oh, that's right. We ran out of time this week, so I didn't do questions. But if you have a question or a comment for us, send it to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group. Or Teens with Tude at gmail.com. Uh, and for Teenagers with Attitude, I've been Zach. I've been Mike. I've been Emily. And I've been Matt. And may the power protect you always.